This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. Welcome to the This Is Why You're Single Podcast. I'm Laura Lane. And I'm Angela Spera. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week we highlight a different dating topic. This week's episode is the sex date. Ooh, also in the lineup, we're talking about what's new in dating news, a new dating app that uses augmented reality to find you a match, and what you might want to know about alien sex fetishes. Then we're diving into the mailbox to answer your listener questions. But first, we want to welcome this week's guest. She's a comedian and host of You Can Do Better on True TV. She's been featured on MTV, VH1, College Humor, Comedy Central, People, and in a bunch of national commercials. She is a contributor to some e-cards, and her jokes are listed among the best tweets of the year by Huffington Post. Please welcome Abby Crutchfield. Let's talk about sex. Hey. Hey. Thanks for having me. Yes. Welcome to the podcast. I first knew about you when I used to do stuff at People also. Yeah. And you were like the funny lady on another People show. Were we? So we were on the same floor in the office area or were we like sharing the studio space? Oh, I was in like a really bad floor in like a very tiny office. <laughs> you, you got, your show was like much more popular and like. Did I just the, badger you in the pantry or something? <laughs> like, hey, I like, eating for lunch. Yeah. I like the idea that there's like a hierarchy at people. Like you were you were reporting on like the teen mom I, stuff, the I, lower echelon. I didn't get hair and makeup. That's how you okay. know you're on a shit on a shit web no, show. But you were on camera and they wouldn't give you They, they wouldn't. Would... Well, you know what? The makeup artists were like bitches. And they basically were like, <laughs> if the makeup artists like finish another person like sooner than they're allowed to do your makeup and like this one head makeup artist was like no we're not doing your makeup i remember her she's great lady first of all um oh, she was horrible though not nice to you it sounds like no um that's too bad they yeah. i think they were overworked and, and i think they did you you shouldn't take it personally because it's probably someone being like i have another job for you and it's like no please <laughs> please yeah oh, but that I, stinks that you didn't get a hair i take a lot of things personally unfortunately that's okay <laughs> unfortunately i remember names <laughs> I rem- it's 2017 and that's the twitter way she's yeah. cut she's cut so abby this is a dating <laughs> podcast are you single you told us like in an email you told us that you did tinder before it was invented what does that mean what's your dating sitch I am not single. I was single before. And it was funny because when you invited me on the show, you told me that the show is about, this particular episode is about sex while dating. And I was like, oh, that's so weird. I've never had sex on a date. But I have done sex stuff on like a non-date, which is just like a hookup essentially. But that was way before Tinder invent was like even existed. So I feel like I did Tinder before it was around. You were like hooking up before Tinder was a thing. Pretty much. Before Tinder hookups were a thing. I mean, I'm ahead of my time. It was really, it wasn't even like, it wasn't the nasty. It wasn't even like good stuff. But it was just like (laughs) fooling around with this person I met at a nightclub while I was studying abroad. So I felt very international. Meanwhile, I probably could have totally been murdered and killed. Oh my God. I've been there too. I remember hooking up in London with this like bartender manager guy like in the back room and I was like all about it but it was so gross like what was get his name beforehand I don't even really remember his name I know that's the thing it's like when you don't even get the name of the person it's hardly yeah they're not a date I maybe knew his name I don't know but you know what at the time I was exploring my sexuality and 
and nothing wrong with that. I try spicy caliente. I try to not slut shame myself. Right. You know. Nah, man. Leave that for the rest of the ninety <laughs> percent. Exactly. So wait, you say you've never had sex on a date. What does that? No. So I would date people, and we would do the activity like go to the movies or mm, mini golf. That's so. I'm only recounting things I've seen in films. Um, <laughs> mainly dates were eating. I was like, food. these dates sound great. I know. <laughs> It's only because guys are unoriginal. Yeah, I know. like I must follow date. the textbook. I actually don't. I'm sorry. I, I project very loudly, no, so no. let me just. I'm just fixing the mic. We say eat the mic. And, okay, uh, let's eat. We had it. A, we had a sex coach, and your mic keeps falling. We had a sex coach on one of our podcasts mm-hmm. recently, and I was like, eat the mic. He's like, oh, so give it a blowjob. Right. He deep throated <laughs> the microphone. Yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> I was like, yeah, basically that, but not really. <laughs> so no sex on a date meant I was probably having too good of a time getting to know the person to have it lead anywhere. And, you know, when you're just, like, starting dating, you don't know if you... I wouldn't know if I liked the person well enough to even, you know, hook up with them. But by the time it was... They became a boyfriend, then it was like, okay, we can be intimate now. So I don't know. How how many dates did that usually take? That's a good question. Let me think. Before I would call someone my boyfriend, that is... I mean, let me just guess five, but I don't really know. Oh, that, that feels about right. You locked I mean, them you know, down. Whatever the timeline was, it's like a month into seeing them. But it's also like, it's not just the evening event. It's, hey, let's let this linger into the morning. Let's talk. Let's meet each other, even though we didn't have a reason to see each other. You know, so you just keep hanging out. Yeah. It's hardly Something dates anymore. that like all of our listeners struggle with and I have issues with as well. How did you like make the transition into boyfriendhood? Did you like have the conversation where you're like, am I your girlfriend now? No, I think it's just like you both, uns- you don't even bring it up the fact that you just have spent every waking hour together. I think right. that's when you kind of know. It's like, just- I guess we're not seeing other people. Exactly. There's- <laughs> no one's getting a text from someone else during that time. I think if you were, then then someone would bring it up and be like, oh my God. Oh, but you've never, so a- you've never weird. asked. You've never like officially talked about it. You're just like, no. No, I think, um, no, I mean, honestly, I had like three boyfriends in high school, two in college, and then one outside of college, and then my husband. So it was very few people that I would really like spend that much time with and have the talk with. So I remember Nick, I think he asked me like maybe two and a half weeks in. I'll never forget. We were like naked in bed. And he was like, will you be my girlfriend? Will you be my naked girlfriend? (laughs) But no, the last two guys, like, or there was only one other guy before. Like I, I, when I call people my exes, like I have a lot of people that I would be like, oh, that's my ex. But at the time we were never like, this is my girlfriend. This is my boyfriend. But now I think we both wouldn't equally refer to each other as exes because we pretty much were. But there was only like three people in my life, including my now husband, who at the time we were like, this is my girlfriend, this is my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And like Nick and my boyfriend before both asked me to be their like sig other, like naked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess that's like the time you have those talks. Yeah. That's a funny coincidence. I, I know that like three people I dated gave me rings to wear that weren't, it was never a proposal. It was just like wow. among the many gifts during a special event. Like promise like, rings? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> not even. It was just like, I, this is jewelry that I got for you. But wow, so, when you see the box, you're ring. like, it does feel like <laughs> dude, it's different been, engagement It's rings. been three weeks. Oh my God. <laughs> they were all like, you know, just at different stages of life, you don't have any income. So they, none of right. them have stones, but still. Yeah. <laughs> one of them did. I remember Nick got me this ring. Which it's got like a little tiny little diamond Beautiful. on one side and like a turquoise on the other. And this was like, I think we'd been together maybe like three years for Christmas. And like I, we had it. I knew we weren't getting like engaged that Christmas, but my mom was like, what did he get you for Christmas? I was like a ring. And she's like, does it have a diamond? I was like, 
It does, but it's not <laughs> that know. kind of ring. Yeah. Just, I've, I've never received a ring as a gift from a significant other because I feel like they're afraid to do that. Right. It it's a loaded. Symbolic. Yeah, it's loaded. It does sound loaded when I say it out loud. Like on paper, I look like Pride and Prejudice or something. I've <laughs> never had sex. And then they gave me a ring <laughs> and we courted some more. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It just it flowed that way, I guess. It's romantic. Um, so you once tweeted... Uh, romantic propositions. Can we do sex? I want to pancake now. Mm-hmm. The Humpty Dance is your chance to do the hump. Yeah. Sing this. Yeah, you should sing that. And let's wet the bed, which is my personal favorite. <laughs> um, you can take that one or two. <laughs> beds get moist. That's all I'm saying. I would leave it up to interpretation. Um, what is the best and the worst romantic proposition that you have received? And I want. I also want to know, like, did people... Did people answer these romantic propositions? Like, did you and you, did have you, you take, use them? Did you I take anybody up? Cake now. I think I, probably the one that I most really realistically offer to my husband is the pancake line because <laughs> yeah. we use a lot of humor before we get in. I promised him before I came I would not say anything about our sex life, but humor is involved with two comedians. Let me just put it that way. <laughs> so yeah, I'm. I think I can be annoying that way. Like my my version of romance is kind of being silly. Um, so like the worst proposition would probably come from me because I'd be like, like some of the things I've been known to say are, uh, I want to put your dingling in my hoo-ha. <laughs> is that a sex that you would send? <laughs> That's the kind this of sex is, thing that I do. Yeah, text me now. Yeah, just like any weird dumb way that you can say it uh, to elicit a laugh, but then be like, but seriously, how do you feel about that? <laughs> then I get serious. How does that make your dingling feel? <laughs> I love Are this. Are you tangling in your dangle yet? <laughs> um, so yeah, worst propositions definitely come from me. I don't think if I ever was offered a bad one, I would take it. I think if I really, it would be an instant turnoff. So it's a weird double standard I have. Yeah, I get it. So you would consider yourself a smooth person, I guess. <laughs> Probably too confident. Yeah. A over <laughs> in that department. Um, but um, but you know, like obviously, it's accompanied with. Shoulder massage or Ooh, a nice, you That's know. very Harvey Weinstein. Oh, no, you're Topical. Right. Oh, no. <laughs> he is ruining shoulder massages for everybody. Nobody's going to. But I do have to say, a couple guys in college, like, did that move on me. They were like, let me just give you a massage. And then it just, like, the massage was getting, like, more and more handsy in other places. And I was like, <laughs> I want it to stop. But, like, I feel weird. And, like, yeah, that's how it, it honestly, it's a bad slippery slope. And like, I still feel weird about those situations. Yeah. So massages, mm-hmm. don't ever just take a massage from a guy you don't want to fuck is my advice. <laughs> that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Or that you don't want to touch you. Yeah. The last I mean, I you guess I, a trained masseur, then I guess I wanted a right. massage. I just like. No, of course. I wanted a massage, like an yeah, actual shoulder right. massage. It's like yeah. if someone offers you a sandwich and you're like, yeah, sure. And then there's penises inside. Right. You're like, well, that's not what I want. That's not what I asked There's for. always a catch. Yeah. Always. There's always a penis. Okay. Well, yeah. speaking of sexting, you've done whole segments on sexting and you can do better. What yeah. is your stance on sexting? And like, and like, we know the type of sex that you like to send. Do you like to receive them? Um. I, yeah. I mean, bro, no, you know, I don't. Gosh, have I ever received a sex? I think it took me a long, it took me many years to receive a dick pic. And I mentioned to a friend casually that I had never received a dick pic. So she found one on the internet that she thought I should receive it. It was the worst one I've ever seen in my life. But I guess that's the entire experience with dick pics, right? Um, that that they're, they're always a little jarring. So oh, always, <laughs> always drawn. How many would you say you've received? Because I've received zero. I don't count hers. I've never received a dick pic. 
Really? Wait, I thought that you've like requested one. Like yeah, you were like, like send it to me. Oh, I do. I request them all the time. Oh, but you didn't get them. No, he never sends them to me. <laughs> I've only it's gotten still waiting. them. Still waiting. I've only gotten consensual dick pics. I've never been bombarded with the non-consensual. And that's fine. But but I Which, mean, did you ask for it or that was their their idea of this will turn you? No, I, I initiated it. Really? Okay. Well, that's yeah. fine. That's fine. I what mean, did yeah. you send nice. in return? A vagine? No, it was around the time of Jennifer Lawrence's Clivage. <laughs> nude oh, pics coming out. And I was like, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> the media. <laughs> smart. Always um, smart. Yeah. So sexting is the same. It's kind of like it's it's on the record, if you will. So I don't know. I don't think there's anything wrong with however you like to be, you know, make sexual advances to the person who you can tell is interested. Um, I think when we were talking about it at the workplace, if you're doing it at work because you're bored but or you happen to have an office romance on the show, we were saying, you know, take it step by step. Also, be creative. Um, I didn't take my own advice ever, but uh, <laughs> and I certainly didn't tell the woman who I'm guiding through the episode, hey, tell him you want a pancake. Yeah. <laughs> you want him to slap his, his hot, wet body on your hot, wet body until it makes a, a smushy sound. It's funny because pancaking, I would think, would just kind of be like laying flat it's on very top missionary. of one of them. There's no connecting piece between the pancakes. <laughs> it's like planking. Maybe like, maybe like <laughs> connecting like the butter. Yeah. yeah. The butter. The butter. Air quotes. Oh. You just made it sexy, though. Oh, I yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, so you've done other episodes, though, on your show about yes. tying the knot and sex and relationships, and yeah. you, you've learned all this stuff. What What is the the best like dating related bit of advice that you feel you've you've Let learned? Let me think back uh, to our episodes about dating. Well, there was a really good one I liked in the drinking episode, which was the kind of drinks you order to entice the person you're with. Oh. So, <clears throat> we're both we're, we're very interested we're very interested well how was, do we miss this episode it was my co-host matthew lakowitz guiding the audience through this so he was on the date so he was kind of talking to people who might order for the person so he's like don't order champagne it's way too fast <laughs> it's way too soon yeah way too like, way let's too, celebrate this way union. too celebratory <laughs> right. yeah you, you don't got shit to celebrate yet don't presume what the other person wants and be like beer for me three shots for her that's yeah. weird um, but do make a suggestion. Like, I like this sophisticated cocktail because it tastes like blah, blah, blah. Would you like that? And usually the other person will be like, well, yeah, that sounds cool. So that's the drink there. Then the drink, like when you want to have a nightcap, don't do white wine. Don't do more flat beer. Like after you've already had a fancy cocktail, you're going to disappoint her with your normal, like, here's what I have with my pizza. So <laughs> it's kind of like reach for, you should already have in your home some kind of quick, easy to drink go-to thing. And so... I forget what he offers her. Uh, it's some, it's, anyway, you'll have to watch the episode again. <laughs> okay. But it ends up working. And oh. <laughs> but yeah, the point being, you're making a first impression. So whether you're offering them a drink or whatever, it's dessert. Don't offer Oreos. Right. <laughs> like Trader Joe's wine, <laughs> which I would be fine with. Actually, I think wine is fine. Yeah, I, mean, I, I would saying... actually be fine with wine. I mean, after going out for a fancy, for like, a fancy cocktail. I'm trying to think. If I went back to like a guy's house, I don't know. Any of it sounds fine. Like, do you want a beer? Do you I mean, want it's a wine? Good wine? It's all yeah. free. He's uncorking it's it. But free. if it's like a box of white wine, then it's a yeah. And if he's like, want yeah. me to make you a cocktail? I'd be like, oh, okay, all right, Mister. Yeah. Right. Just I think like the trick is don't like mansplain what you're doing. Like, don't assume. Even though I don't know anything about wine, don't assume that I don't. Oh, I just you know the worst pickup line I heard. Oh, it was God. while I was on a date, 
And the guy, we were having dinner and it was going fine, but I, it was very platonic for me. And he's like, <laughs> why don't I tell you all about it at breakfast tomorrow? Oh, and I was like, oh. I've heard that in a movie. <laughs> but I just, also I was married. So I didn't, he didn't realize that we were not on a date. So I was oh. like, oh, actually, no, you gotta ask my husband first. Hey. <laughs> Did you like, say that? Okay. Did you say that? Um, no, I probably said something very dry, like I'm married. I've learned very, very early on, don't be coy. Cause then they might be like, yeah, let's swing. Guys. Right. right. Do not are not good at checking for the ring. <laughs> they girls can see the ring and, it, and sometimes it doesn't. Oh matter, yeah, maybe you. that. But, but like, girls I look like. For one. I mean, I just like notice rings on guys. Even like, like if a guy is just talking to me on the street, I like immediately zero in on the hand. I'm like, I'm like, is he picking me up or like does he have a ring and he's just being friendly? Mm-hmm, I mean, granted, right. he can have a ring and still be friendly. Right. But right. I just like zero in on the ring and like guys just like don't look for the ring. <laughs> But, you know, they, yeah, they have years of like facing rejection. So they're much more bold, I guess. Um, (laughs) And we don't care for it. So, yeah. All right. We are going to talk a little bit more about the sex date later on in the episode. But right now, let's jump into what's in the news. Angela, what have you been reading about in the news? Um, so I was reading Mashable. I was getting my my tech news. Very informative. Yes. Cassie Murdoch wrote a piece on uh, this new dating app that uses augmented reality to to find your love match. What is what is augmented reality? I don't actually know what it is. So I think it's a little bit like virtual reality. I, I'm just going to explain to you how it works and then we can deduce it from there. Okay. So the app is called Flirter, but... The er part is spelled with an A-R, so it's like... Flirtar. A, yeah, flirtar, but they say to pronounce it flirter, but the A-R is for augmented reality. And it works <laughs> in real time using your geolocation to find people that are close by who um, meet a criteria that you filled out. So you basically like you scan wow. your phone around, mm-hmm. and then these little bubbles start to pop up with people's profiles. Like and Pokemon Go. Yeah, it's exactly like Pokemon Go. Okay. Crazy. So they have to be like in front of you for it to pop up. <laughs> um, so I just did a little Google search of augmented reality. Can we okay. explain what it is? Okay. So augmented reality is a technology that superimposes a computer-generated image on a user's view of the real world, mm-hmm. like Pokemon Go, like you just said, right. thus providing a composite view. So that makes sense. So that these bubbles that you're talking about, that must be the augmented reality right. part. It's also in this same article, they actually uh, reference, there's a new Ikea app. This was f- much more interesting to me. There's a new Ikea app where you can <laughs> scan your room and it'll like take pieces of furniture and you can <gasps> see what it'll look like in your room. That's cool. That's well, also there was like Maybelline or L'Oreal. Somebody had an app that you makeup would appear on your face in, yes. in different things. And it was right before Snapchat came out with Oh, Rainbow cool. tongue and right. dog ears. So that's the same concept. It's all the right. same. Whatever appears on your screen. And it's funny to me, especially the way you just described this, because it's like bringing people closer to actually just interacting. Meeting. Yeah. Well, the funniest thing about this app is they cannot message you back. It's kind of like Tinder in that they can't message you back unless you both match on the app. But they're literally right in front of you. So if they want <laughs> no. to talk to you, they can just talk to you it sounds a little bit it's almost like happen in a way it's like yes. happen meets pokemon go because happen is the app where it tells you people that you've crossed paths with mm-hmm. and people that are like you know went to the same restaurant as you or like same store as you that you've been very cl- in close proximity to right so this seems like that mixed with i think the Ikea. Techno- <laughs> i think the only difference is the technology is like maybe a little bit more advanced on this the other really weird feature on this is it has a, a racial 
uh, sorry, facial recognition thing, <laughs> which is also, you can identify their race. Um, so you like, if you can like stealthily, like go up to somebody and hold your phone and scan their face, yeah. their profile will pop up Odd. and then you can like, so now you've gotten like in their face, but you're still not interacting, but you can find their profile and then message them on. That's interesting. And what if they got it slightly wrong? Like. This is what I know. think you're looking at. Well, the very first thing I would do <laughs> would is like test yeah. it on a friend, I feel like, to see yes. if it worked, you know? Weird. The yeah. other thing that I don't care for about this prospect is that you could be trying to match with someone very nearby and see them and they just aren't reciprocating. Or aren't into you. Yeah. 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 And you see them on your... You see them reject you. You see yeah. them on your phone. <laughs> yeah, they look their phone, they're like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I mean, someone won't pick up your call and you're right behind <laughs> them. You're like, oh. Is that any worse than like being rejected at a bar though, I guess, in real life? I guess I it's like... It's probably like the same feeling. Like you see them look at their phone, like kind of look at you and then, <laughs> and then like... Maybe it stings a little less. wave really big. <laughs> Hi. It's me. It's me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's the, what's this app called? It's called Flirter, spelled F L I T A R. Very cool. All right. If you any of you listeners out there, give it a try. Let us know how mm-hmm. it works, what you think of it. I'm very curious. It definitely sounds exciting. Yeah, yeah it, does. it does. What are you reading, Laura? So I was reading Playboy. Ooh. This is a story by Jennifer Billock about uncovering alien sex, a truly out of this world fetish. So I love aliens. I love sci-fi. My dad works at Boeing and like I grew up watching like Star Trek and Star Wars. Wars. I just watched an episode of Star Trek next year. Oh, 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 wow. It's so good. It's Still I love good. it. I love it. I love all of it. So I'm like very, I'm like a little, I'm not like a sci-fi, like, like, I don't know. I don't know a lo- necessarily like a ton about it. Right. But I'm you not, know that you like alien but I know I fetish like it. porn. <laughs> I know <laughs> that I like already. I know I'm very interested in this. So here's what this article had to say. So for decades, people have wondered whether or not aliens have visited the planet. We all know that. People, there's people out there that say they've been abducted. And there's a lot of commonalities. 43% of reported abductions say that aliens had, were like the gray people or whatever. But they, 43% say that the aliens had no sex organs, okay? Mm-hmm. But people that are into alien sex fetishes, they're called extraterrestrial enthusiasts, they almost always disagree on this one key feature of alien anatomy. They say the creatures absolutely have sex orga- organs. Mm-hmm. In fact, these organs have spawned entire lines of sex toys, erotica, role play scenarios, and a select group of people even claim to have seen them up close. So th- this is kind of like a weird world. There's some people that like, that just are really into the idea of having sex with an alien and they like to kind of like role play it or play it out in their own mind. And then there's like a couple crazies out there that like claim they actually had sex with aliens. So right. there's like a couple things going on. But here. I like that they're all called extraterrestrial enthusiasts. Yeah, well, they're. But if you like spotting UFOs, you should not go by that term. Yeah, exactly. It means you're into weird sex. Exactly. They're also called exophiliacs. <laughs> that makes more sense. Yeah. That sounds more like a sex term. So the article says in the minds of exophiliacs around the world, aliens are more than just a curiosity, they're a dream sexual partner. Hmm. And I want to read you a couple quotes from some of these alien fanatics and get your take on it. Great. All right. So James from New Jersey said, humans are beautiful creatures already, but they're bland in comparison to aliens. I guess the best way I can explain it is to compare it to ice cream. Why settle for plain vanilla when you could have chocolate chip cookie dough covered in caramel whipped cream and sprinkles? (laughs) (laughs) You can also cover people in caramel and whipped cream and sprinkles. This is true. What do you think? First, what do you think of James? And I've got a couple more to read to you. 
James' perspective makes sense to me. All right. <laughs> well, this is the reason people like porn is because it's an augmented reality. It's like artificial appearance and artificial dialogue and artificial scenario. And it's easier to, you know, download that to your fantasy brain and have them say exactly what you want than to deal with the reality of someone being like, I want to pancake you. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you get into cartoon porn, that's a whole other, you can you can have sex with an octopus. Very like, true. Exactly. That's what I wonder. That's the one thing I'm wondering is like, does this edge into bestiality, which I think is taking advantage of a very... <laughs> Helpless creature. Most people think that aliens are advanced creatures, so really they're taking advantage of us. (laughs) They're much smarter than us. There you go. It's funny, Laura, because I never put it together that you know your love of sci-fi. Because after this, I'm going to overshare with you, Abby, and Mm -hmm. all of our listeners. After I got my colonoscopy, Laura, the first thing Laura texted me was, um, "If you ever get anally probed by an alien, you'll know what it's like already." Your experience. That was what I texted you while you were like still coming out of anesthesia. And I was like, yeah. I was like, you'll be prepared when the aliens come. (laughs) (laughs) She was terrified that aliens would come right then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. Can I read you a couple more quotes from some of these uh, alien sex enthusiasts? All right. Charlie from North Carolina says, Aliens provide a platform for morphological variations such as tails, wings, tentacles, and different body structures. Aliens can be monstrously large or deviously diminutive. It's a hard one. Oh, boy. (laughs) Uh, Charlie has used ropes to stimulate alien tentacles and anal toys to fabricate probing, but none have actually played out this fantasy. He has never played this out with a partner. You should just get a colonoscopy. Yeah, none of these people that... (laughs) There you go. Then it'll be like being uh, anally probed. And that yeah. one I understand because it's like changing it up. It's like, you know, a sex swing or something. Right. That's literally exactly what he said. He said, part of the appeal from alien women comes from things that they could do with their special parts, such as licking me with a long tongue or caressing me with slimy tentacles, which affect, <laughs> which, and he says, effect makeups cannot properly replicate that. So he doesn't even <laughs> want like his girlfriend to like dress up like an alien because he's like, no, I can see you right through that paint. <laughs> I'm surprised he's so picky. You would think. I know. Like you said, he used ropes. I could just picture him like holding like uh, what's like wet spaghetti up against his face while he. <laughs> right. Like, this is better. This is more authentic. Yeah. So Use a lot. Imagination, buddy. A lot of these people are. They're either. They either said that they were like scared to tell their lover what they're into. And one of these guys named Rob is concerned a lover might think it's too strange to paint their skin and role play and he's afraid he'd be ostracized for it. So Rob is like worried to even ask a partner to like paint herself, whereas Charlie over here is like, I can see right through that fucking paint. Yeah, Charlie's not having it. <laughs> Rob needs to go to Comic-Con. I yeah. Think plenty of people oh my like God. to paint themselves. He would have a constant boner, <laughs> but probably wouldn't be so, alone. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. know I've, I've never done like really like role playing, but like I would totally be into like alien role playing i'm not into like butt stuff really so like maybe like not whole, that part the whole like anal probing is n- of no interest to me you can vaginally anal probing probe. is alien sex number one okay but i would love one. if nick dressed up and had like tentacles and was like trying to crash me with his big old tentacles that would so just be he, so you want him to be the alien you don't want to be no we're both alien. And, oh, think, you're both alien you're not like an astronaut okay, unlike charlie and rob and whatever the heck charlie rom james whatever where they still want to be human and they want to be like fucked by an alien. I want to play like alien on alien sex <laughs> fantasy. Right, right, right. Like we're both the same alien. Or, or different, different species. Or yeah. different. Whatever. Both from outer space. I, I don't know. I had a couple of thoughts that came to mind. Because like one, when I see an episode of Star Trek Next Gen, 
And, you know, someone's recommending to Worf that he date outside of whatever he is, <laughs> Klingon. Uh, yeah, that... Then, then, then they'll introduce a love interest, and you know, obviously, the makeup is so unusual there. To me, I'm just like, how can you ever? I become <laughs> what's that guy's name, Rob or Charlie? Yeah. I become Charlie in that respect. It's like it's so distracting. <laughs> yeah. But um, and also, I can't even handle like more than one human. Like orgies freak me out for that same reason. That yeah. tentacles. Hearing the word tentacles just makes me think of like other things, things touching on your face. Me. You're like, well, is that a dick? Is that your finger? Is that your tongue? What exactly, which tells me I'd be very bad at an orgy because I'd be too distracted and be like, I'm not comfortable. You'd like identify everything. <laughs> too many body parts in my face and everywhere. So yeah, I don't think I'd be good at alien sex, but I think it's interesting that some people would like it. If any of you listeners have tried this or tried after hearing this episode, please email us. Let us know. <laughs> I'm... Very curious. Yeah. All right, guys. We are going to jump into the mailbox in just a bit. But first, let's take a quick moment to thank some of our sponsors. All right, Angela, what do we have in the mailbox for Abby to help us answer? Okay. First up, we have an email from Wyndham, which is a really cool name, first yeah, of all. like the hotel. Like the hotel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe her, her mom is really into hotels. Um, so. <laughs> she was named after where she was conceived. Yeah. <laughs> that old chestnut. <laughs> Um, Good thing she wasn't like, it wasn't like Holiday Inn. <laughs> Express. Yeah. Express. Oh, Holiday is a cute name. Holiday is a very cute name. Holiday <laughs> Tree. Holiday Inn Express is not. Comfort <laughs> Inn. Okay. <laughs> Wyndham. Wyndham writes, um, as a former lesbian recently into men, who the fuck knows? She writes in parentheses. Basically, you're fluid. Yeah, yeah you're fluid. There's no such thing as bisexual. Former lesbian. Like, we yeah. have names for that. Yeah. Um, I have a question that you may or may not be able to help with. She says, when is just sex with men no longer just sex? Is there a line where it becomes a relationship? And what if you don't want it to be? What if he asks you to tell him if you sleep with anyone else? Is that guy speak for I care and want more or I'm a bit controlling? Or can I jump in here? Yeah. I always say like when you're sleeping with someone, it's a totally fair question to ask if you're sleeping with anybody else simply for like STD, STI, like health reasons. Yeah. You are... he. Maybe that is speak for I care and want more. I'm a bit controlling, but it's also like, hey, I don't want any diseases, but I am not like telling you you have a disease. I just like to know if my sexual partners are fucking other people. Yeah, that's it, a totally a, fair question. Yeah, told, sure. that's exactly what I'm Fair question. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, so she says, and what if you are currently living abroad and theoretically single and wanting to mingle, but some tiny ass part of you is banking on this dude who you are not dating, visiting, even though he has yet to make a move? Um, oh, I'm sorry, in a purchase of a ticket and is cramping your style. Any and all advice, welcome. Ooh, so there's of, a lot of questions. Lots How of stuff. is he cramping? Yeah, I don't know. I only like the last one. So I'll take the last one. You <laughs> okay. guys go ahead with the first. All okay, right. so for, well, we could start with the last one. So, okay, when is sex no longer just sex? Uh, I mean, it's really, I don't think it's any different than like with women. I agree. With lesbians, like you just got to like talk it out and there's no specific line when it becomes a relationship or not. It's, just it's different person to person like some people really just want to be fuck buddies some guys like might want to be your boyfriend some guys like are like not looking in not looking for anything serious and are dating like multiple women as many many men are so that i think there is no specific line it's not like men are a completely different like species even though it may feel like it sometimes but and, yeah. yeah but you know what makes that super confusing if you're not talking about it ahead of time like yeah if you just right. let one thing lead to another and then you're in that's why I think people wake up after sex and we're like, so what was that? What yes. are we? 
And it's like, well, why didn't you talk out beforehand? Yeah, it's always good to know what are you looking for. And like people pretty much know that before they have sex with you. So if you're going out with a guy, just ask him like, hey, are you looking for a girlfriend now? Or are you like more just dating, looking to have fun? And like, and if he says I'm looking and dating to have fun, then when you have sex with him that night, like you're going to know that the line is that it's not serious. And that's what that is. But if he's like, I'm looking for a girlfriend... And then, and then he has sex with you, and then he calls you the next day and asks you out for the next night. All right, you're like kind of on <laughs> that track. But when he asks if you're sleeping with anybody else, you tell him the truth. That's what you do. That's what yeah. she asks, says. What do you do if he asks uh, you to tell him if he's sleeping with anybody else? He's not necessary. He's not being controlling. He's. It doesn't not either. It also doesn't necessarily mean I care and I want more. It simply means like, are you sleeping with other people? I don't want chlamydia. I don't want chlamydia, <laughs> probably, is what he means. So, yeah, I think it's like a fair... And you can tell. You can tell if like this is a guy that's like asking you out on real dates and like being very sweet with you and calling and like texting all the time. If that type of guy asks if you're sleeping with anybody else, maybe it's because he does want to see you exclusively and he's like, be, but he, for whatever reason, this is his way of... Of, or one of his ways of asking. So just like got to be intuitive a little bit. Yeah. Also, I also think you have to be honest with yourself. And like, like if you know that having sex with somebody who doesn't want a relationship is going to like freak you out mentally and make you worry, then like just don't have sex with that person. True. And also yeah. in her question, it sounds like she's the one that doesn't necessarily want to commit. Yeah, in which case, like I would say sorry to be a wet blanket, but you don't have to rush into sex if you... Right. Because it can confuse other people. If you're, especially if you're not talking openly about it and being honest up front, they might totally feel like you're leading them on. Yeah, yeah. So right, as long as you're communicating, you could have a sex as much as you want. They're, yeah, they're, they don't magically become your boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so about this last question, that I love how at, it's more clear to her about women than men. <laughs> like they're different. Oh my god, completely different. And like, and like, my friend, uh, my friend that dates only women, she seems to think like women are even more confusing. So like, you you can't win. You never. You know. can't win. The the moral of the story is like humans are confusing when it comes to dating. Just date aliens. <laughs> Just yeah. date. Aliens. Yeah, there you <laughs> Those go. Those guys are onto something. Okay, yeah. so so Abby, for her question, yeah. she sounds like she's living abroad. Yeah, I love that she asked this question so cryptically. She's like, like and yeah. what if <laughs> one was to say that perhaps theoretically you was living abroad? So mm-hmm. so I'm just gonna go ahead and say that she's living abroad. Oh, okay, and we're she, cutting out the theoretical part. Yeah, she wants to like hook up with people, but she but there's a dude back home somewhere that she that like has talked about visiting, but like hasn't you know, made the plans. Like, yeah. should she date other people? But like, she's like, can't help but think about this dude. That seems, if I'm reading th- between the lines, that seems like what's going on. Well, that's why I don't understand, like, what's the harm in dating other people? I feel like there's something she's not telling us. Like, she feels loyal to this person um, or she knows that if he found out she was dating someone else, again, that's a lack of communication. <laughs> it's like, a, why don't you know this already? Well, I think, well, she says single and wanting to mingle. So maybe she's just like abroad and she feels like... She wants to eat, pray, love. Yes. Yeah. And I totally she, think she should. I don't think that she should let this person who may or may not show up. And even if he does, like that's not such an extreme romantic gesture that she would need to suddenly be chased for him. Like, she doesn't have to change who she is. Right. So I think you should mingle while you're abroad and if this other dude books a ticket and comes to visit you cool just like 
Don't bring him to the bar where you're like hooking up with the bartender in the <laughs> exactly. back room. Yeah. yeah, you need you need your place. go to a different bar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> friendly advice. I feel like I've been browbeating this woman. Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. Speak your truth. <laughs> it's <laughs> definitely hard stuff. She asked a lot of questions, yes, so I she, hope yeah. that I hope that she feels more confident. Me in, too. In her decisions, she's enjoying being abroad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what else do we have in the mailbox? Um, so next up, we have an email from an anonymous listener who gave herself a nickname, which I love when you guys do that. Uh, her nickname is Amazing Asian. She says... Cool. Or that's her real name. Uh, or, yeah, double A. <laughs> um, she writes, I could really use your advice on how to deal with my boyfriend's mother. While we've only been dating for four months and talking for six, we feel like we've known each other forever. It's a long-distance relationship, so we spend a good chunk of our relationship through the phone. The problem is his mom. I'm Chinese-American and Rob's family is white. In the early stages of Rob and I's relationship, his mom was not supportive. She would just brush it off and would even sometimes ask how his ex-girlfriend Emily was doing. Ugh. Emily cheated on Rob for after dating for three years. <laughs> so Emily, Emily's being a whore. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> she wrote in the email. She was like, we don't like Emily. Um, <laughs> right. She even would try to set him up with her friend's single daughters. Not cool, mama. Rob brought me home to meet his parents on Easter weekend. When I came through the door, I hugged his dad, who's super awesome. And when I went to hug his mom, she said she's coming down with something and she didn't want to get me sick. Mm -hmm. Rob eventually found out that his mom doesn't like me because I'm Chinese. Mm -hmm. She told him that one of her really good girlfriends dated an Asian man and he was emotionally unavailable and was awful to her. She got drunk and told him he is a disgrace for dating me. The rest of Rob's family doesn't feel the way his mom does. In what ways should I let this affect our relationship? I don't see this harming us in the day-to-day, -day, but as we both see a future together, I'm fearful that his mom's attitude towards me will be a huge obstacle. Rob says he's going to work on his mom and do the best he can, but the fact alone that he has to try to get his mom to overlook how I look is something that doesn't sit well with me. How do I move forward? Yeah, this is tough. Oh my god! I, lo I love that his mom dated, like, knows one person that dated one Asian Asian guy, and was like, "All Asians are bad." Like, okay, so you're dating a guy with a racist mom. Yeah, Let's just like what a weird say thing to be racist about. What it is? Yeah, somebody was emotionally unavailable. <laughs> And so she's like, weird. all Asians must be emotionally unavailable. Like she got her heart broken by I, an well, Asian Well, she's person. the one who wouldn't give a hug. Talk about emotionally unavailable. Exactly. Well, um, then if you're getting drunk and you're disowning your son, that's you've got issues. <laughs> she's clearly. got a lot of issues. So what can she do, Abby? Well, I feel like it's a it's a question of boundaries because you can't change people, and you know, ideally, the only real way that you can have someone see your side of the your opinion or whatever is by having a relationship with them. So it sounds like it's going to be pretty distant between them for a while as you know as long as one's willing to try this woman who wrote you versus one's not willing to try that's the kid's mom. So what I think it'll be helpful for her boyfriend to do is not to be like come on mom let's all get together and you should like her and she's really great I promise like quit trying to change the mom's mind and just if the mom comes in with her bull crap just be like Hey, I'm not gonna let you talk about her that way. I Shut love it her. down. Yeah, I love her, and it hurts me when you when you behave that way. And if you're only gonna behave that way, then I'm not gonna spend time with you. And it's not an ultimatum; it's a boundary. It's saying you don't get to behave racist and and get your way of like receiving our company and getting my attention, you know. And so then the mom will learn to either adjust her behavior 
And then time can like help that relationship grow of like, oh, this woman who I thought was emotionally unavailable is the only one who could drive me to my, you know, (laughs) whatever, you know, because when you become married, that's when it really becomes like you really have to deal with this person and love them or show them love regardless of whether you like them or have a real good, strong relationship with them. Yeah. So right now this girl does not have that with that woman. So she can protect herself and not have to interact with her. And it's that boyfriend's job to not be the middleman, but just be like the, um, you know, the, what is it called? The enforcer? Yeah. <laughs> what would you say? The bouncer. Yeah. The, yeah, the yeah. bouncer. The, the gatekeeper. The gatekeeper. <laughs> That's a great word. Do you think she should like be open to like, if he invites her again to come over and hang out with the family, like, should she go? I mean, if I was her, I I would definitely feel uncomfortable. Exactly. I think that's her choice if she wants to or not. And he has to respect that. You know, he can't be like, I really want you two to get along because clearly there's someone that's not extending an olive branch and it's not his girlfriend. Um, I had a boyfriend who was Lebanese and his mother was cold towards me, but I never, I'm so like, (laughs) I don't assume it's racism. I assume it's like, this is your son and you don't want, (laughs) no one's good enough for him. Right. Because that's really how she was behaving. She was like, allowed me into her home but i remember like reaching for a hug and it was like hugging a refrigerator oh god and i was like great to see you (laughs) (laughs) a little harder um so yeah and i never prodded him about like why doesn't your mom like me even though that's how i felt inside it's like who could not like me yeah um and and there's nothing i could do to change your mind so that was not a deal breaker for me for that guy. Like I really loved him and we, we got along well, but I did have dread every time. I pretty much hid from her in her own house. Like if I knew what room she was in, I would just walk around. That's so yeah. hard. It sucks because like parents can have such an effect on a relationship, like no matter how hard you try. I've had friends who have like kind of cray cray moms mm-hmm. and like it's been really hard on their relationships and yeah, you kind of like mm-hmm. just have to like avoid them. Her mom sounds like, or his mom sounds like he just totally sucks. Like he sucks. Yeah. I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, the relationship is between the two of them. And what's most important is like how he's treating her and how he is like mediating between mm-hmm. the two. Like he can't like. Yeah, you got to try to not let it affect He your has to acknowledge that it is a problem, which it sounds like he has, he is, you know, like he can't like brush it off. Um, So I don't know. Yeah, as long as. Well, there's more to this woman than just her, you know, bigoted viewpoint about this particular race. Let's just assume that's her only issue. <laughs> you know, she's the woman that raised him and he loves her and yet he wants those two to get along. Obviously, if he loves both these women, there's something that they must have, you know, in common. And so, and they both have him in common. They both care about him a lot. So it's so silly to let, you know, bigotry, racism, classism, elitism, like whatever your issue is of judging somebody get in the way of... Because it's just only going to harm her relationship with her son, mm-hmm. which yeah. she probably cares a lot about. So, Yeah. Well, we hope that was helpful. Let us know what happens. We're very curious. Yeah, and it's not your fault, and you're doing great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're amazing, Don't a. take any of that personally. <laughs> but but you know her. what? She knows she's amazing because her nickname is Amazing Asia. <laughs> That's so right. she. So I was like, all right. At least she, she's got the confidence. She knows she's amazing, yeah. which she is. She's not doing anything wrong. Just right. have she's, Rob listen to this episode. and, and she's, <laughs> she's trying to give as many hugs as she can and and that's all you can do uh, hug that refrigerator <laughs> if you guys want your listener questions answered or if you have any funny text messages or messages from an app that you want to share email us at contact at this is why you're single show.com you can also find all of our contact info right on our website at this is why you're single show.com now let's dive in to our reason of the week 
This week's reason is the sex date. Yeah, we talked a little bit about it earlier in the podcast, but we want to talk more about when the right time to have sex with somebody is because it can be very stressful. Like I have a, a friend recently who was dating a guy and things were great at the beginning and she's like, I'm not having sex until we're exclusive. And I was like, that's great. <laughs> and and uh, things were going really well. And then, I, I don't know, he just like disappeared. And the whole time she was like, when he ended up disappearing and being like a really shitty dude, despite mm -hmm. her being amazing, she was like, I'm just so glad that I didn't end up having sex with this guy that like disappeared, you know? And she was like, I have that. I have that. And we, we like, it's hard because on one hand, I'm like, I really don't want to, you don't want to slut shame. And I've had plenty of like one night stands. So on one hand, I'm like, yeah, if you, you're, you're allowed to have one night stands. You're allowed to have sex just like guys are. And like women shouldn't be like looked down about it anymore. Mm -hmm. But then on the other hand, when my friends are going out with a guy, with a new guy that they really like, my advice usually is like way to have sex. It's like kind of the opposite of everything I preach when I'm like really being down, honest with it. Mm -hmm. So it's stressful. Like what advice do you give people? Well, I think if you're comfortable having casual sex, then you should. And if she, she sounds like she knew herself and was like, oh, I really would have regretted if I had had sex. I mean, she wasn't comfortable being with someone who she wasn't exclusive with. So no casual sex for her. And that's okay, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So essentially, you know, she's being true to herself. Yeah. I guess if you're going to have sex early, just know that it's maybe coming across as casual, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm just like Abby. I never really had sex with like a random person. It was always like someone I was in a relationship with. And like now that I'm in a like a much more long-term committed relationship than I've ever been in and I'm, I, I might not be single again, but who knows? Um, <laughs> sometimes I'm like, oh, I regret not like just having sex with a first date person that like I was never going to see again. But at the time I was like, I don't think I can emotionally handle this. Like if, they, if I don't hear from them again, I'll be so upset. I'll be devastated. But like, I don't know. Maybe once you have like the security of a, of a relationship, you're like, yeah, I could have handled that. Yeah. I guess my boyfriend, I do have to say my boyfriend in college, we had sex like kind of like the first day we met, mm -hmm. the first night we met. And then he became my boyfriend right after that. So then also it's kind of hypocritical for me to say, if you have sex like too early and on like the first date, like, you're in, you know, it comes across as you're not like a serious person, but he became my boyfriend like real quick after that. I think that it doesn't necessarily predict the future of what your relationship with that person is going to be. Mm -hmm. I think it affects how you feel. Yeah. And maybe sometimes it, it makes you act differently than you would otherwise. Sure. And that affects the future of the relationship. But I don't think Ooh. the sex itself. That's a, bit, a lot of psychoanalyzation does. there, but I, I, I think I agree with it makes sense to me i i thought the question was about like when in this whole trajectory of a date do you have sex like oh, you're gonna like, have on, a, also on the one date but do you do it when you have like dinner oh. or do you do the drinks or do you do it at the after party well if you follow but Dan, also Dan, sure if you follow dan savage's advice oh, his, no. his advice is always uh my mom actually told me this which is maybe weird <laughs> but uh you always want to have sex like before you go out on a date before dinner because after you have food and drink in you, you're too tired. And <laughs> that's so, such a 40 year old thing to say. But I, it's so, <laughs> it is so true. It is so accurate. Like, like I, whenever we go on a date, I'm like, let's like, oh, I like try to have like sexy time before the date because I know after we go out for tacos and margaritas mm -hmm. and we come back at like 1130 at night, we're like so tired you're and full. We're you're Tired. You're full, like your belly's full. You're like, let's just like lay down on like, like onion bread. Watch Game <laughs> of Thrones. Like, yeah. Like it's always good to have sex like when you you like just got out of the shower, you're like getting ready for the night, you're like feeling hot, your belly after the shower? 
See, I'd be like, I just wasted a shower. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I guess Everyone it, I guess it can kind of go both ways. I don't want to have sex when I feel like dirty. That you know? too. There's a very small window of time when I feel comfortable having sex, <laughs> to be honest. I love these details. <laughs> yeah. And I'm a very much like, no, I have to have sex on a full stomach. <laughs> if I'm hungry, I can't enjoy sex. That's true. <laughs> if I'm hangry, I'm like a little hungry, get a little moody. But yeah, I you guess- need energy. <laughs> I guess a little, like maybe within two hours after a shower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a sweet spot in there. Somewhere. But I also have a bidet, so I can kind of like clean. Oh, nice. Freshen. I can freshen. It's like a mini shower. <laughs> mini shower. My bidet is like a mini shower. <laughs> just a I just shower. love how, how different, like, yeah, there's a lot of different factors that go into this <laughs> question. Oh, so well, yeah, I think the yeah the the overarching answer from me would be like you know when it feel, when you feel ready yeah. On that note, we're gonna dive into this a little bit more in our reason of the week breakdown. So folks can get really creative when it comes to trying to get back to their get you back to their place. Of course, if you're not feeling it, all you really have to say is no. But we're going to get a little more creative with a game we call Sexcaping. That's where you escape sex. Yeah. Um, we whole play <laughs> douchebags. Yeah. Great. Very popular team building exercise. Yeah. Um, we will play douches trying to have sex with Abby, and she will have to come up with a response to shut us down. Okay. You ready to play? Yeah. Have we already been on this date for a while, and now this is the next logical step, or are you just picking me up at a bar? I feel like we're just picking you up at a bar okay. in all these scenarios. Okay. Like, maybe we've been talking for I think a while. I kind of, in my mind, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to, like, feel out the role. Okay. <laughs> okay. Angela's my first. Super. Fill it out. Okay. Yeah, you're like the first douchebag. And I'm going to do a ding, ding, ding when the guy, when the guy is like, or no, I'm going to do a rejection <laughs> when, when, the, when, when the guy is rejected. Okay, great. When he, when he should take no for an answer. Like yeah. you can't come back from that. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll do my best. I'm going to, I'm going to answer realistically though. Okay. okay. First, first pickup line. Uh, I have a working landline back at my place. If you're feeling nostalgic and want to make a few calls. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that sounds so awesome. Let's go. Wait a minute. <laughs> no. Um, it worked. Yeah. No, I, I have a full battery on my cell. I'm cool. Thank you, though. <laughs> that was a good response. That guy has been rejected. <laughs> yeah, I don't want right. to make no calls, fool. Uh, hey, Abby, I hey. think my, uh, my sweater shrunk in the wash. I may need you to come back to my place and like, Help me get it off. It's just like just like so tight on my arm. <laughs> on my huge biceps. I don't. And my roommate, my roommates out of town, like my big biceps are squeezing my sweater and I'll be stuck in it forever. In my you can cir- lose you can lose your circulation. We should cut it off right now. <laughs> can somebody get this man some scissors? <laughs> He's been rejected. Yeah. I've also run away looking for scissors. <laughs> I'll be right back. Um, all right, next. Uh, you know, knowing your sleep number is really essential for a good night's sleep. Mm. So if you want to come land my sleep number mattress, it could change your life. Oh, wow. That's so enticing. But I already have a sleep number. Thanks. Oh. He's been rejected. <laughs> and I lied. Oh, snap. <laughs> um, uh, also, I feel like I'm more clever. I, I, I feel like if you're going to agree with them, you'd be like, yeah, uh, my sleep number 69. What? You know, like. <laughs> Oh, but that's, that's, that's an invitation. So I need, like, what's your sleep number for, like, to, like to, to say no? Zero. 86. 86. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> okay. I like that one, Angela. Thanks. All right. Next guy. 
uh, hey, I have these like hanging plants installed, but they're uh-huh. dying, man. We can't uh-huh. let some plants die. I think I gave them like too much water or maybe not enough, but I don't know. I saw on like one of your Instagram posts, you have like a lot of plants. I was thinking maybe you could come and like help me save my plant's life. I think the first thing we need to do is kill the plant or, or <laughs> revive the plant that died in your mouth. Okay, oh. here's a breath mint. Get back to me later. That's, that's classic uh. 90s burn right there. Breath mints, offering breath. a breath mint. He's been rejected. We need a, a sound of you saying he's been rejected. That we could <laughs> I just, just like play. I like it every the way time. you say it. That should be the button. He's been rejected. <laughs> I want that to be one of our new catchphrases. We could put it on merch. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. This is very hard for your male listeners to listen to right now. <laughs> I know. Well, rejection's so awful. But yeah, but this can work for girls and guys. Maybe there's a girl trying to get you up and you're just like not feeling it. Right. right. Some, some of these could have been girls with deep voices. Yeah. The hanging go. plant thing and the landline thing were generally tempting. And so is the sleep number to be off. Uh, like, I hate to be so naive, but. But those are really enticing. Oh, man. All right, guys. You can also use this to get a girl to come up. <laughs> if I didn't know it was about sex, I right. would have totally <laughs> gone for these All things. right. Well, see, this is educational for men, too. These work. <laughs> uh, I think it's all about delivery. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you guys are very smooth. All right. Yeah. Okay, next. I don't believe in going out to dinner because I'm a freaking. We can go back to my place and eat some avocados from a Whole Foods dumpster, though. <laughs> Interested? Are you sure he's not like <laughs> making sure I don't want to have sex with him? This sounds like he's. It sounds like I put the moves on him and he just did that to <laughs> yeah. me. Uh, to right. make, I've been rejected. <laughs> <laughs> You've been rejected. Thank you. <laughs> I recuse myself. <laughs> okay. Some some people find dumpster avocados an aphrodisiac. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a good line. Uh, all right, ready? This is the last the last douchebag. Okay. So I just bought some life-changing paprika at the farmer's market. Mm. If you want to, if you come upstairs, I could give you some in like a little plastic Ziploc baggie. It's like paprika. You put it on any kind of food and it tastes so good. Oh, that sounds awesome. Um, <laughs> let me think. Uh, you know what? See, this is another, I would have to resort to the, my fully stocked spice cabinet, but I want to be clever with this. <laughs> So uh, why don't I pepper you with this knowledge, douchebag? I'm allergic to paprika. <gasps> F you <laughs> and your spice rack. He's been rejected. Oh, <laughs> poor spicy oh, guy. But he got a pun in there. Oh, I got to pepper him with the knowledge. <laughs> There's a lot of people in my life that have tried to lure me back with paprika. Yeah, that was inspired by Why? Is there an article really? about... No, I don't know. I have an aunt who always tries to get me to visit her in Philadelphia. And she's like, I have really good paprika and I'll give you some in like a she's little bottle. She's trying to have sex with you. If you visit me in totally Philadelphia. So Actually, you know what the appeal there is? Because everybody else is pep... And I like the way you say paprika because I just say paprika. But uh, I'm probably saying it wrong. But I like, I'm going to call it paprika because you did. Um, everybody's paprika is super old and stale. So the fact that she had fresh, she was had probably like fresh, revolutionary. delicious paprika. And she's like, I, I'll give you some, but only if you come visit me in Philly, Laura. Laura Rose. They all, they all call me Laura, Laura Rose. All my family and like friends have known me forever. They're like, Laura Rose, if you come, That's so I'll pretty. give you paprika. <laughs> and I love my aunt. She's the best. Yet, she doesn't. I know I haven't gone to Philly, but not because I don't love my aunt or because of the paprika, just because like, <laughs> I don't know. I just don't want to go to Philly, but I love my aunt. Yes. 
I love you, Aunt. It doesn't change your love for her. Yeah. Um, guys, we hope that was game was very helpful. We hope we've cleared up this week's reason of the week. That is it for this week's This Is Why You're Single podcast. Thank you so much to our amazing guest, Abby Crutchfield. You can follow her on Twitter and Instagram at Curly Comedy. That's right. Any other plugs we should tell people Thank about? Thank you, Laura. Thank you, Angela. Um, yeah. You, well, You Can Do Better has been airing on True TV at a regular schedule, but now all of our episodes for this season have completed airing, so check your local listings to see when they'll replay again or visit truetv.com and look for the show you can do better to watch full episodes online cool it's a very funny show check it out you'll learn a lot also like we said earlier they've got episodes on sex and relationships and all that kind of stuff (laughs) yeah wild weekends road trips with friends it's all good it's very fun you can also check out our book it's available on amazon barnes and noble we also have our audiobook available on audible and if you like free stuff you can get hooked up with discounts from our sponsors for a full list of sponsors and codes, check out our the podcast page on this is why you're We're also on social, so you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at your single show. You can also follow me. I'm Laura Lane Rad on Instagram. You can see pictures of me, my dog, my hubs. Sometimes Angela makes a little cameo in my sure. pics and my Insta stories. And you know what? I'm gonna do an Insta story right now. You can what? also follow me on Twitter at Laura Lane. And I am on Twitter and Instagram at Sparadactyl, spelled like my last name, but the dinosaur. Um, I post pictures of, I don't know, I posted a picture of me on a camel recently, so that's fun. Wow. Yeah, right? I don't have one of those. (laughs) It was at a Renaissance Fair. It was at a Renaissance Fair. I follow you. Thank you, Laura. And you had a great caption, which was, bend the knee. Yes, I felt very Daenerys. (laughs) (laughs) Stormborn. Um, this is this is when you know you that that uh, you have a real best friend when you have her Instagram <laughs> captions when you can memorized. My captions. That's, that is nice. That's yeah, when you know you. we're best friends. Um, yours are the only Instagram live stories that I watch for Aww, the record. Yeah, thank you. Um, that's that's high praise because it does take a while to watch. Insta yeah, stories. it does. It does. You're such a good friend. She's selective Thanks. about him. Um, so yeah, that's our show, guys. You can like and subscribe on iTunes if you enjoyed it. Thank you so much for listening. Tune in next week for a whole new show. Bye. Bye. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba 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 ba. This is why you're single. Ba 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 ba. That was a headgum podcast.